back to our daily Bible study time. And today we want to begin a new study for the next couple of weeks. I'm calling it For Serious Believers Only. And the reason why I'm calling it that is because we're going to be dealing with some things that if we're not serious, I mean really serious with the Lord, we probably won't bother to do anything about what God's Word says. But if we are serious and we want to to really let Him be the Lord of our lives and, and we want to be the most for Him and find ways that He might use us, then that will make a difference. And the first one I want to talk about is dealing with discontent. And Paul talks about this in his letter to young Timothy, the young preacher, and I think he's telling Timothy about it because he wants Timothy to understand, but he also wants Timothy to teach the people he's teaching about it. But in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6, here's what we read. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and to many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. That's a pretty serious passage of Scripture. But I like the first statement. But godliness with contentment is great gain. A person who's godly will have contentment, and a person who really has contentment will be godly. What does it mean to be discontent? The dictionary describes it like this, a dislike of what one has and a desire for something different, feeling not satisfied, uneasiness, restlessness. Pretty good definition, I would say. And the Christian is never satisfied with where he is spiritually, and he wants to keep growing. And the Christian is always wanting to make the most of every opportunity. But inwardly is what we're talking about. We're talking about an inner satisfaction. Even when we're dissatisfied because we want to be all God wants us to be, and we aren't, and we're working on it, we can have that peace within. We can have the satisfaction within our hearts and within our lives. And and even though things are not going well, we can still have that. And that's what uh, Paul's talking about here. I, I want to ask a couple of questions based on what Paul wrote. First, why are so many people discontent? And I think there's some really good reasons for it and kind of helps to remind ourselves what they are. I think uh, the devil has deceived us into accepting and living by the world's system of wanting and getting. You see, the, the world has a system. The Bible says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. And the world means not the world that's created, not the world of people, but the world system made up of plans and people and things that are opposed to God and that have totally materialistic philosophies. And that's why Paul wrote to the Romans, and he said, don't be conformed to the world, as one translation puts it. Don't let the world squeeze you into its mold. So thinking of the world as 
the world in which we live's system as getting, wanting, never satisfied, seeking riches constantly, that type of thing. That's what we're talking about here. Jesus said in Luke 12, 5, 15, I'm sorry, a man's life consists not in the things which he possesses. That is, your life, if it's really a life that's worth living, it's more than what you have. It's more than what you own. So there are powerful tools today that create discontent. Advertising is one of the biggest. Everywhere there's advertising, a billboard as you drive down the highway, a TV ad, uh, things on the Internet, constantly ads, constantly advertising to create dissatisfaction. Why? That's the only way. If, if you're dissatisfied with your car, you want a new one. If you're dissatisfied with your house, you want a new one. If you're dissatisfied with the product, products you've bought, you want new ones. So that keeps people buying, and that's what they want. And those commercials and other advertisements are used to try to get us to purchase more. And people spend lots of hours just on their phones and other places where they have where they run across advertisements and then billboards and TV and on and on and on. So uh, that's, that's powerful. But I want you to see the results from adapting, I mean, I'm sorry, adopting the world's system. When we adopt the world's system, several things usually take place that are pretty sad. One is extreme indebtedness. When we hunger to have, we oftentimes spend more than we make. We get ourselves into a difficult situation. Most Americans are heavily in debt. We become slaves to our wants. And one of the things that Jesus teaches that we don't have to have what everybody else has to be happy, to be satisfied. People in many parts of the world where I have visited have practically nothing but many of them are very content believers who are satisfied. Why is that? It's because they have not succumbed to this philosophy that I've got to have what everybody else has. And so this extreme indebtedness really ties us and makes us slaves to our lenders. Also, I think there's a false sense of values. We judge people by what they have. They're important because they have, and that's not true. People are important because of who they are. And what God does with their lives, some of the greatest people who've contributed the most to our country and to our world were not multimillionaires. They were not people with a great deal of money, but they were people who just trusted God and made the most of it. Another thing is misplaced priorities. Many people have their priorities all confused. That's why the Bible says the love of money is the reason for all kinds of evil. It doesn't say money is. Money's neutral. Money's bad nor good. And money can be great if we use it for God's purposes. But loving it puts it in the wrong category. I think another thing that causes us to adopt the world system is double-mindedness. The Bible says the double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And what that means is we're trying to serve God, but we're also serving the world. Jesus said you can't serve God and, and money. And so that's, that's the, the thing. Another thing I think that's involved in that when we adopt the world system, the result is inadequate giving. We rob God because we say, I can't afford to give a tithe. I can't afford to do what God tells me to do because I have all these debts. 
That's why we need to get those debts settled and be able to start giving like what God wants us to give. And we're going to pick that up tomorrow and talk some more about it. Hope you have a great day.